in this corner. Weighing 198 pounds, currently the governor of the state of California, Gavin C. Newsom! And in this corner, weighing, well, more than we can calculate, but it's a lot because there are 24 Republicans, 10 no party preferences, 9 Democrats, 2 Green, and 1 Libertarian for a grand total of 46 contenders! This match will continue from now through September 14th when Californians will take to the polls for the final round as they cast their votes to determine who will be their governor! Can Gavin Newsom retain his governorship or will one of his opponents take over the leadership in Sacramento? You will make the final decision! Join us as we give today's guest a political workout as they prepare for the final round on Team Day Radio's team coverage of the 2021 California gubernatorial recall election presented by America Matters Media and KFOY AM 1060. Hello, it's Mr. P here again with Teenage Radio, and boy, we are getting our workout this week. Um, we have another contender with us today, and he's Mr. Nicholas Wildstar, and you know we're the, coming up to the last week here, so we're really trying to help and try and get the message out to some of these candidates who are running for recall for the governor of California. And we have uh, Faustina... Michael and Beckett as our host today, and um, Mr. Wallace, are you there? All right. Okay, thank you. So, uh, okay, yeah, so hello, um, hello. you're in your car, right? You're sitting in your driver's seat right now? Yes, I'm actually checking out of a hotel and running right now. Oh, okay. In just a moment, I'm be on the, in the car on the road. That's okay, because wherever you're at right now, imagine that as our teen day political punching bag. So you're ready to get the old one-two from Fasina, Michael, and Beckett? <laughs> You might have a. Sure, I'm always yep, ready. Yep, you, you. Anyway, so you guys, um, take it away. Here you go. Well, we'd like to start by thanking you, Mr. Wildstar, for um, agreeing to let us interview you today. So my first question is, in your opinion, what is the biggest problem in California, and how do you see a solution to fixing that problem? Um, the largest problem right now is our economy. Our currency right now is being inflated through to these stimulus payments and um, vaccine incentive programs. 
Uh, people don't realize what it's doing to our currency since we are printing more money than we need. And of course, with less people working, we aren't producing enough tax revenue to pay off that debt. So at some point, that's going to be passed down to the next generation to pay for. I don't want to have to continue that trend. And I would like to pay off our debt. Um, Gavin Newsom continues to declare emergencies, which makes him more eligible to receive more federal funding from the government. And California has more than enough money to take care of itself. I mean, we're the fifth largest economy in the world. So why are we borrowing any money at all from anyone? So what I would like to do to make sure that I'm out of debt, my wife is out of debt, you're out of debt, our children are out of debt, is get rid of that deficit that, that's continuing to accrue as we go through this pandemic panic. So um, as governor, what I'm planning to do is cancel collection of all taxes. Once I'm elected, this would be income tax for all income earners, not just a specific you know, uh, financial bracket that is able to receive that tax cut. And that'll also include tax cuts for property, sales, um, payroll, business tax, et cetera, especially when we have lots of businesses leaving the state because the taxes are too high. They can't operate if they don't have enough revenue to take care of um, overhead costs and of course, to be able to pay their employees. So we wanna make sure businesses have as much money in their, po money in their pocket as possible um, and especially with them having to close down, you know, and uh, leave the state even because of those taxes being so high. So I would like to encourage more people to stay in the state, reinvigorate our economy by again, giving a tax break. Now I know that raises a lot of red flags to people because they say, what about my roads? Uh, the roads will still be there. They won't disappear overnight. What government will do is transition to a non-taxpayer revenue uh, way of making money so that we won't have to continue to tax people, but we instead can have it operate off of fines and fees, which it does already. I mean, when you get a parking ticket, that money goes towards paying towards public services. So instead of it being a negative impact on society like ticketing, I would like to expand maybe um, naming rights to for some of our state highways like for instance we can for one year have the golden gate bridge be auctioned off or leased off to the highest bidder whether it's google amazon uh apple verizon whatever the case may be disneyland if they want to lease off the highway for a year they can pay the fee and now that's revenue being generated for the state government to take care of public service programs and etc as well as maintain the highway so it's a win-win for taxpayers and like i said i believe that's the biggest issue facing us since we do have a looming deficit that is digging us deeper into debt and that needs to be addressed immediately do you support small businesses and if you do how do you plan on helping them Oh, yes, definitely. Like I said, over 4,000 businesses have shut their door in California and are never coming back. 
we want those small businesses to reopen so we can get more jobs. Not everybody should have to work for it. Walmart or McDonald's or some corporate entity just to be able to earn a living for themselves. So we definitely need more smaller businesses. And um, the best way, as I said, for them to continue to stay operational is for them to be able to cover their costs for production or whatever, as well as be able to make that profit so it can make it reasonable for them to want to stay in business. So I believe those tax incentives would definitely help also releasing or uh, reducing some of the regulations that prevent them from being able to stay in business. Say for instance, with um, home builders, home builders have to face a lot of zoning regulations just to build a property. Now we need them to build so we can have more affordable homes. So if the government is getting in the way, preventing them from building, and then of course um, keeps we the people of California from having access to you know more affordable housing, as well as an opportunity for those builders to provide something that's desperately needed in the in the state. Um, this would also help spur some responses to our homeless community uh, since we have a large unhoused population and home developers that would love to build properties to provide housing for them. But government again creates red tape and more bureaucracy that prevents that from happening. So I want to spur more innovation, more growth in the state by getting government out of the people's way. And there will be lots of rollbacks to make that happen. Nice. Um, can you elaborate on how you're going to fix the homeless problems? Well, build homes. <laughs> There's lots of people that uh, argue against that because they say, why would you want to build homes for people who don't want homes? And that's, uh, that's not true. I've spoken with tons of unhoused people in the state, and the majority of them are living on the streets due to some financial hardship, whether it be they lost a job or was maybe um, living with a relative or a spouse, something happened and now they're living on the streets. So there's lots of uh, families, women and men with small children living on the streets who don't report that because if they do, CPS will come and take their children. So no parent wants to be faced with that threat after having to deal with such a crisis to, you know, um, in itself. So building them homes is definitely key. I want to start building 3D printed homes. This 3D printed technology exists now and is being actually used in Rancho Mirage to build commercial properties. And they're reasonably cheap. You can build a 3D printed house uh, for less than $10,000, some models cost less than $10,000 and can be built in 24 hours. And they're self-sustainable. So they have their own source of water and power. And it's pretty much an opportunity for the people of California to address, you know, the need for home, um, providing homes for the homeless without having to pay an exorbitant amount of money. That's actually what's been happening is Gavin Newsom over the past year spent a billion dollars, a billion, that's one B billion dollars to address homelessness. And the problem seems to have gotten worse. 
Um, over a million dollars of that was spent on putting them in temporary, um, putting them in hotels temporarily. That was a waste of money. So we got to stop wasting money and start thinking smarter. As long as government continues to be able to tax us, make a reason as to why they should continue to be able to tax us, then the problem will never go away. My solution is to get rid of the problem. So come 2022, we'll be dealing with a new issue and um, addressing homelessness will be behind us. So those 3D printed homes will be made available to those families with small children, our military veterans living on the streets, our disadvantaged youth, you know, that um, end up getting kicked out of foster care homes or may even end up uh, running away from home because of some reason. They need assistance more than anybody else. And they're not all drug addicts. <laughs> they're not all uh, dealing with some mental health issue. But those who are definitely need to have those services made available to them without any type of scrutiny either. A lot of those programs that exist have certain requirements, whether it be uh, faith-based or some type of uh, ethical uh, standard that needs to be met in order for them to uh, have access to that housing. So it's uh, um, alienating and discriminatory. The best way, again, to help them is just give them the help that they need. So here's my little guy. <laughs> Got my son with me. There, um, there, yeah, so, there was a um, there was a report yesterday. I'm sorry, that's a, there was a report yesterday that they were interviewing some of the veterans who were camped out in front of the L.A. National Cemetery. It was so horrible to see this yesterday, and they they're waiting. I mean, they're the L.A. the V.A. in L.A. We do work with Teen Day works with them with cemetery and, and things, and and there's all that property, and they can't they, there's they can't even get inside the grounds to even get a place to live. And they were right. they were so upset that they're actually intense. And one guy was saying that that he came. He's been living out there for two years, and they're seeing what's going on with yeah. Afghanistan right now. They're all bringing these refugees in and putting them in hotels. And these guys are sitting out there in in um, tents and having to having to just survive out in these tents out from the L.A. you know um, National Cemetery. And so, literally, we we really support the troops and the veterans, and and hopefully. That and they're willing to work too. I mean, these guys came back from battle. They came back from combat, and now they're stuck living out in the streets in Los Angeles. And I know that they're they're just 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 waiting for an opportunity like what you're talking about. Yes, I I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it's quite disgusting how we have this military-industrial complex that can pop up in the third-world country or some remote place in the world. And within a day or a week, um, have working housing, um, hospitals, uh, <laughs> have food readily available, clean water readily available, um, you know, electric services, all of that within a week. But yet we have those same people that have served our country in our country living on the streets. It's disgusting. So we need to definitely make sure there's some focus to help them um, since we do have a commitment to fulfill. Um, also about those vacant properties that you were talking about, I mean, Caltrans, one of our state agencies, um, has thousands of, real, um, of homes 
real estate properties that are unhoused right now. They're empty. So if they're vacant, we could definitely get some of our unhoused people in the state living in some of those residences. But again, it's not a proper utilization of the resources we have available to us by our government. They're irresponsible. They're not accountable. And it's up to we, the people, to hold them, their feet to the fire and say, hey, you have a job to do. And if you're failing to do that job, we're going to fire you and hire someone else who will, like me. Um, another issue that really bothers me, Mr. Wildstar, is um, abortion rates. It took four and a half months of worldwide COVID deaths to equal one day of worldwide deaths through abortion. Um, I know that California is high on the list of um, abortion states in our country. Is this an issue that concerns you? It is, definitely, um, because there seems to be more encouragement towards a woman getting an abortion opposed to providing resources that would um, deter them from wanting to make that decision. Unfortunately, there are those that end up becoming pregnant and due to their financial situation, um, you know, see it as being difficult to have children, need to have assistance available to them. Um, you have some that refuse to have a child because the living situation that they're in. We need to have adoptive services more readily available. I, I'd speak with parents uh, that would love to adopt a child, yet they go through the process. It's extremely expensive because they're paying for it. And then it's lengthy. Sometimes it can take months or even years. And it's just ridiculous. Again, if someone is in need of, of guardianship, some of these children, uh, for women that would like to have their children adopted instead of aborting them. So give them more access to those type of programs, fostering programs, um, surrogacy programs. Uh, and as I said, make the encouragement there for people to uh, keep their child and or, you know, um, provide that uh, life to someone else who would cherish them. But I believe that the state could definitely make an effort in providing new standards for aborting services, like um, refusing to do any abortions based on um, gender or disability. If the child is discovered to have a, a disability, they'll abort the child. Uh, there's tons of other reasons other than it being a medical reason. I think that should be the hard line for medical practitioners is if you're going to perform an abortion, it'd only be due to a medical reason other than it being done periodically as a way for, uh, as a method of birth control. Um, I think that's definitely something ethically that those health practitioners need to take into accordance when providing that service. So if the state has certain restrictions and um, limitations to what type of abortions can be done, then I definitely see, think we'll see a reduction of it. But culturally, I think that information and change needs to happen as well in order for the situation to completely be um, remedied in some way. That's great.
it seems like our second amendment is really under attack in California right now. How do yes. you plan on uh, uh, defending that right? Well, I am the only candidate running for California governor that it will make our state constitutional carry on my first day in office. So this is a pledge I've already made to the people of California. And I could do it simply by nullifying the current existing gun laws. For instance, the Mulford Act, which prevents open carry in the state, it was one of the first restrictive gun laws in California. Um, and it was signed into law by former president and governor, Ronald Reagan, um, because the Black Panthers marched on the state capitol. So they're inherently racist. And as a Republican myself, as well as to be the first black governor of California, I plan on restoring equality to our Second Amendment rights by getting rid of racist gun laws such as that. So it's not a matter of me needing to go through a legislative process to make that happen. Again, the current gun laws that exist are unconstitutional. And just based on that um, premise alone, I would be able to nullify all existing current gun laws. And I will. Can you explain voter fraud and how you will combat, combat it when, if you become governor? Well, I think voter fraud is someone being able to vote that's not an American citizen. So since that is the rule that you, of course, must be an American to vote in an American election, I think that needs to be addressed and uh, definitely enforced to some degree. Now, when it comes to providing identification, I don't think anyone should have to provide any uh, specific identification just to vote like a voter ID card. To me, that's a slippery slope to a national ID card, which I feel like is more authoritarian. You got an ID, you know, driver's license or state ID or whatever the case may be, that will prove your uh, your person. Uh, but ultimately, it just needs to be one person, one vote. You know, uh, we have a, a antiquated electoral system where mistakes happen, unfortunately, and you have multiple votes for a single individual. That needs to stop. And the way that we can get ahead a of it is by improving and modernizing our electoral system, which is what I plan on doing is by implementing blockchain voting so people can vote by, by computer uh, or using their computer, vote using their cell phone, which all have uh, specific identifiers with your IP address. So it's more secure than some other ways of doing things. So um, I definitely think that needs to be embraced and implement it so we can have a better way of accurately um, keeping count and, and tally of our votes. The more options you have, the better. Um, um, and I also do support forensic audits, public forensic audits, which I believe should be something that we the people have uh, the ability to conduct at any given point in time. We should always be able to audit our public processes, our democratic processes, and um, government shouldn't get in the way from that. That's great. Um, how are your fundraising efforts going? Well, I'm running zero dollar campaign for my recall election. <laughs> I was I was one of the first candidates that declared my candidacy for the 2022 election. So 
my current um my current fundraising and uh donations have been towards that uh committee bless you but like i said all of that is being used to promote my candidacy as a gubernatorial candidate not only in this uh special election but in the 2022 uh, gubernatorial election so um I'm not focused on money like the other candidates. I don't think that it takes a million dollars to win the election since all it takes is me getting a million votes. And I don't need a million dollars to make that happen. I need the people of California to make that happen. So, so that's why I'm encouraging my supporters to tell 10 friends and have those 10 tell a 10, you know, some multi-level marketing, um, you know, tactics that we need to incorporate into my campaigning and also just taking that more grassroots approach since that's what people are more so wanting from representatives they don't want the corporate candidates uh you know receiving millions of dollars from netflix <laughs> gavin newsom um or other people um you know that are funding these candidates campaigns that have their um, vested interests in giving those candidates money. So that should always be taken into consideration also, because these people that are giving these candidates millions of dollars, they want something in return. And that something in return is definitely going to be something that is uh, more beneficial for them and not you, the voters of California. Are you going to be doing any rallies in the following week leading up to the election where people can see and meet you, Mr. Wildstar? And if so, where? Yes, I actually will be at the Fresno Gun Show Labor Day weekend uh, for a meet and greet. And then the weekend after that, September 11th weekend, I'll be at the Tulare Gun Show that weekend. And then Monday, September 13th, I'm hosting a last call for recall Gavin Newsom protest at the state capitol. So I'm asking everyone to be there from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday, September 13th. So we can again bring more awareness as to why this current governor needs to be removed from office. Hopefully encourage people there to vote uh, while start for governor to replace him. What's the best way for people to contact you? My website, wildstar2022.com. If you want to find out more about what I'm offering for the state of California, canceling taxes, canceling student loan debt, helping out our homeless people, helping out our uh, working class people here in the state, then you definitely want to visit my website, find out more about what I'm offering. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, I would definitely say connect with me on social media. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. I have all of those icons on my website. Just, of course, click on those and it'll direct you uh, to those accounts. Thank you so much Absolutely. for taking the time to speak with us today, Mr. Wildstar. Pleasure speaking with you. And to our Thank you again for the conversation. Please remember that broadcasting is not the only thing my brothers and I do. We also own our own family website. Check us out at industriousfamily.com to discover our party theme ideas, free comic pages, book and movie reviews, and our own movie making company, plus so much more. Once again, that's industriousfamily.com. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm.
You've been listening to our Team Day Radio's team coverage of the 2021 California gubernatorial recall election presented by America Matters Media and KFOY AM 1060. America Matters Media is proud to support the mission of Teen Day, a community educational program for teens interested in pursuing broadcast careers. We'd like to thank our featured guests who appeared on our show. The views and opinions expressed on today's program are those of the persons appearing on this program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Teen Day, their sponsors, nor their affiliates. Information regarding candidates and the 2021 recall election can be found on calmatters.org. You can visit our Teen Day broadcast Facebook page for assignments, events, activities, and our on-demand version of today's broadcast. Until then, our next guest is preparing for the O-1-2 punch that we are waiting for them on Teen Day Radio's team coverage of the 2021 California gubernatorial recall election.